Mike's gonna li- outlive both of us. Jacob. You pick on him all the time, but he's gonna live longer than us. Yeah, there's no way that I don't die first. Out of the train. That's, just, that's a fucking given. And welcome to another episode of the Dynasty Trades HQ podcast. My name is Michael Sipes. You can find me on Twitter at FFBlitz. And I'm here with my partners for now, Jeremy Brown. While we're still alive, at Dynasty Madman. And Shane Manila. Shane, uh, at Shane is the worst, a.k.a. I'm not dead yet. Um. <laughs> I don't know why we're laughing. We're, we, we were joking with ourselves before having the show turned on because Shane always makes jokes about me not lasting a couple days. But now for some reason the tables have turned and we're all going to outlast Shane. <laughs> Oh, dude, well, you're do. definitely outliving us all, man. When you told us <laughs> about your family members, I mean, I think my oldest, uh, my oldest relative lived to be like 95 or 96, but you have family that's made it into their hundreds. Yep. I'm sure you're gonna yeah. make it, dude. Like I might, like, and I look healthy. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I look healthy. Like, yes. if you were to look at me, you're like, wow, yeah, you lost, yeah. you lost a lot of weight. You have abs and shit now, and I'd be like, yeah. But what you don't see is the sausage when I'm like on these two hour walks and I'm smoking cigarettes during them. And I'm like, no, 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 this is all for looks, people. Like, it's I don't really care. Kids. This is not for my personal health. This is just so I look right. Nice. <laughs> you, look nice. you have a new whole outlook on life, but it was. <laughs> a new lease on life. I'm going to keep smoking, but damn it, I'm going to walk two hours a day. Like, I'm going to, I want to at least be attractive. I don't, you know, if I happen to die fairly young such as you gotta find a hottie that smokes that's it that's all i think we need to take a picture of your so-called abs and put it on johnsonly.com um you know what just for that i'm not doing it now i was gonna i was gonna get the traffic going on johnsonly.com traffic's really been down lately (laughs) oh come on have to be horny at (laughs) johnsonly.com there we've got the theme song for it now too um Hey, you know, I had a question. What? What's your question? So I'm just setting lineups, right? In yes. The FFPC league, and uh, um, <laughs> I'm I'm pretty sure I'm going to start good, huh? T Higgins over Mike Evans. Yeah, oh, I would. No kidding, man. You just you you don't know what you're going to get from Mike Evans. Uh, yeah, T Higgins is the action in Cincinnati. But the thing the is, the, the thing is, you know me, I've, I love Mike Evans. I have him in so many places. And even this past week, during the game, I was like, this sucks, this sucks, this sucks. But then all of a sudden, he started getting a bunch of passes, and then he got double digits. So you don't you, know, man. You really That's... don't. Well, so here's the thing. I actually made a trade. Um, oh. But we, we won't even get into that. We'll wait till we get our guest on, our special guest uh, oh. coming on tonight. Ooh. Um, friend of the show. Hasn't been on in a long, long time. It's been about six years, I think. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Maybe. here at the same time. Last time, I think he, he, he replaced me, right? Yeah. Here's the thing. So, he yeah, he had... You know, he he only had six targets though. He went four for sixty-four. He barely cracked ten points. Right. Like he's had one, two, three weeks where he scored less than five point seven points, which is wrong actually. It's less than uh he's uh had three weeks where he scored seven or fewer points, seven point two or fewer points. Which I mean, I guess he was always a little a little more inconsistent than people realized, or maybe mm-hmm. that I realized. But this year, it just feels even more so. I mean, although I'm looking at his week two through week four, actually through week five stretch. Yeah. He's really good. He had 23, 14, 25, 15. 
He was the leading uh, touchdown wide receiver, even though they were like two yards and one oh, yard touchdowns. Shit. Yeah, that, that's right. Now I'm looking at the stats again. That's because one of those weeks he had two touchdowns on two targets. Uh, exactly. Two yeah, he was the, like Mike said, he was he was in the red zone and he was targeted both times. Now that's the thing. Like we know he's a good receiver, but Brady isn't isn't finding him. Brady isn't using him like uh, he is everyone else seemingly, and you just don't know. It, it's almost like. We blamed Bill Belichick for the game scripts in New England, especially with running backs. And now Brady's doing it right now. Yeah. And you know, you know what's crazy is looking at his touchdowns because that was one of the things that's always kind of been down for him since 2016. He had uh, 12 that year. But since then, he's had like five, eight, eight. And then this year, he's already got seven. Yeah, he's so already the, got the seven. It's, weird. it's just weird because the touchdown regression has definitely hit. But his targets have taken a hit as well. You can't you can't count on tar- um, touchdowns because you know most of the time they're fluky. The problem with him yeah. though is if you look at all his games, there's three games where he's got single digits. So it's like it's one of those kind of things where even when you're ready to put him down, you think, oh, but he'll still get me double digits. Did Did you happen to watch the game at all? Did you see the game on Monday night? No, I, I didn't see much I did. of the game. Because it was, it was a ridiculous game. I mean, I went into that game and I, I only needed Tom Brady to score two touchdowns or one to Mike Evans or whatever. And they you were going into thinking that's totally happening. Exactly. And they couldn't do anything. I mean, that entire game, the, those guys shut him down and he couldn't even get a freaking touchdown. They gave him well, a mercy was... field goal at the end just so they don't get shut out. Yeah, Marshawn Latimer um, basically has made Mike Evans his hoe. <laughs> yeah, um, he just, just shut him down. Yeah. But it wasn't only talk, him, though. But Everybody. they did talk about, yeah, they did talk about that on Monday Night Football about how uh, Mike Evans is basically his bitch. <laughs> I don't know that they used that terminology. <laughs> they did Did you see? Michael Thomas came out and said the same thing. Michael Thomas was like, "Oh, basically, like, look what happened to Mike Evans against Lattimore." The funny thing about what Shane. The funny thing about what Shane said is, yeah, they didn't call him his bitch, but they did show a package of a bunch yeah. of times and Vladimir stopped him, yeah. you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. It's just weird. So, yeah, that's where I'm at. So, I just needed that nudge, I guess, to actually be like sack up, start T. Higgins, even if he's a rookie, <laughs> over Mike Evans. T. Higgins over Mike Evans. Do it this week. Before you do anything, though, why don't we ask our guest who just happened to pop into the room while we were talking? I know yeah, Jeremy has that control, but... <laughs> uh, I had him muted just in case because he was laughing for a minute. I'm like, oh, I'm glad I had him muted, but I didn't want him to mess up your mess but, up your action. But Hogue was laughing because, yeah, <laughs> yeah, Lattimore did make Evans his bitch. After 50 years of uh, Trades HQ, we're still, uh, you guys are still <laughs> hitting on the most topical things possible. Because, to, like, to me, this is super important. Why is it that Marshawn Lattimore all of a sudden can't cover anybody? Except Mike Evans. <laughs> I know. Oh, my God. Well, that, I mean, they got personal beef, right? Um, yeah. They showed that clip, too. And I guess Lattimore is just like, I don't give a f- I will give up yards to everybody in this motherfucking league. <laughs> He's probably only watching He's just saving all Mike Evans. He's just saving their- all, <laughs> his, all his energy for, yeah. for Bucks week. Yeah. But- but that whole it's, game, though, they, they just were all over Brady. I mean, John, you as a super flex quarterback guy and everything, like, I mean, Brady couldn't do anything. They had a perfect game plan to make sure that Brady never had an opportunity to throw that freaking ball. I know. Yeah. Well, in, in, in this stuff scares me sometimes because Ben Roethlisberger kind of looked like crap this week, too. He did. Yeah. By the way. <laughs> and, and so as a Bronco... Way. 
<laughs> let me just let me just tell you everybody who I think looked like shit this week. That's, and welcome that's, to the show. That's, <laughs> that's why you brought me on here. Did we, does everyone know John Superflex uh, dude Hogue? Superflex dude, yeah. The, at Superflex, at Superflex dude. dude. At Superflex. Oh, you're right. Host of the. Super flex, super show. Oh, and listen to that voice. I've said it for years, John. To me, you have the best voice in all podcasting. Yeah, it's unique, man. Nobody has that. I did that just for you, Cy. <laughs> but we've got we've got kind of a mutual admiration society here because your laugh is is <laughs> my fit. Like, it's you and and uh, one of my co-hosts over at the Super Show, Shane uh, Swags. Shane Swag. Better Shane. Well, yeah, the better. <laughs> Hey, no, both, both Shanes are good. There's only, there's one Shane. There's, like I said, there's, I've said it before. It's, there's Seal, there's Oprah, there's Bono, and there's Shane. Yeah. <laughs> Shane Swagger and Mike Sipes have, have trademark signature laughs. Oh, well, thank you. Now I'm kind of embarrassed. But no, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to have you, John. Yeah, we did make a crack that the, the, the very first time I didn't, I couldn't do the show. You stepped in for me and, and you helped us out. And we really appreciate that. And, you know, we're coming up. What is it? In, I think it's in three weeks, uh, Jeremy, or four weeks. Uh, it, yeah, it'll be our three. Four weeks, yeah. yeah, it'll be three years that we're on the air. So, yeah. you know, it's it time flies. Yeah, yeah man. John was your was your uh, your step in your you know, he filled in for you. And, and it was what, Shane, one of our first few episodes. It had to be in the first six. Anyway, yeah. it was like early yeah. on. And uh, and and John did everything. He recorded, yeah, John hosted, edited, edited. Yeah. <laughs> he, he took Mike's place yeah. basically. And then we didn't know whether Mike was going to come back for sure because of what was going on. So we went ahead and scheduled Hogue for the next week. Like, thanks, man. This was great. Let's just go ahead and plan on next week because we don't know if Mike's going to be back for that. And then Mike came back, and we just <laughs> we just we just let John join us anyway. It was still yeah. a party. No, I, I I almost I almost snuck in there and became a permanent part of Trades <laughs> HQ. Like that was that was the goal, and I almost the got four pack. There, yeah, I thought, I thought Jeremy was going to let the bag out of there. Like we didn't know if Mike was coming back, and we were going to replace him with John. <laughs> Little known story. First. Of all, first of all, I knew it. <laughs> if I remember correctly, unfortunately, that was when my grandmother passed away, and and I wasn't able to do the show and, yeah, and stuff. Yeah, it but, was man. We, um, so we never turned it into Dynasty Trades Superflex HQ, <laughs> but we could have. No, but we were in. We were all in uh, Chicago, not Chicago. We were all in Ohio together, um, and that was the first time we met in person, John. And, yeah, uh, you guys, you guys got that creepy ass Airbnb. <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> the murder house. Yeah, yeah. The the murder house where people were people were breaking out of the house. Yes. Yeah, Jeremy. Not breaking we're in. Not breaking sure out. why. Yeah, we're not sure why there was a special door in the basement where you know, hey, here's the washer. The guy's like, here's the washer and dryer. Here's all this. He's like, and this door right here. Please don't ever go in there. It's locked for a reason. And we're like, what the hell? Or Jeremy, you and I coming back to the house at four in the morning, and for some reason the front door is wide open. <laughs> He's like, dude, I shut it and locked it. I don't know what you're talking about. You should like, well, it was wide open, like open. You should have saw Jeremy and I. We were walking around the house really slow, trying to make sure that Shane is okay, but also that there wasn't like people in the house stealing our yeah, shit. I picked up a whiskey bottle. I'm like, I got a weapon. <laughs> All right. So wait, we got way off track from Tom yeah. Brady and Ben Roethlisberger. So what were you saying, John? Yeah. Well, so as, as a Broncos fan, I always, I, you know, I go back to, I look back at the Peyton Manning years and, 
you know, the first year he kind of, you know, slowly learned the offense and then just kind of took off. They won 11 straight, you know, get to the playoffs, upset by the Ravens. Following year, he sets all kinds of records, both year-long and career. Um, you know, in 2013, with 55 touchdowns and, you know, however, 5,000-plus yards passing. And, and, you know, they go to the Super Bowl, get uh, – and, and get just crushed by the Seahawks. And then two years later, you know, we get the absolute worst of Peyton Manning. Um, Brock Osweiler holds it down while he's on IR. And then Manning comes back and guides him to the Super Bowl, gets a win, rides off in the sunset. sunset. But, like, the one that always gets missed is in, is 2014, that, that third chapter where – he was on not quite the same trajectory as he was in 2013, but damn close. He was on fire. And I just, I remember calling into the local talk show station and, <laughs> uh, uh, and you know, we had the Jaguars coming up and I was like, you know, their, their punter, I think it was Britton Colquitt at the time. I said, they might as well just like leave him inactive. They're not even going to need him. Like they're just going to roll over ja- Jacksonville and, you know, it, it they beat them fairly easily, but it wasn't the ass kicking I was expecting. And then the following week, they go to Buffalo, who also had a really bad defense at the time, just a horrible team altogether, and they beat us. And it was a really low scoring game. And like I, I, you know, we didn't think much of it at the time, but looking back, the week before that Jacksonville game was the last time that we ever saw Peyton Manning as you know, Peyton Manning. And it just, it's just a, it's, it's, it's important for dynasty players, especially to look back and, you know, consider that context. It's a cautionary tale because man, like that cliff came out in nowhere. We didn't see it coming at all. That's the thing that when you're 48 or whatever you are, (laughs) the cliff cliff is literally like right there. Right. You know, there's no slow and we've seen it with other quarterbacks, but typically it's like, yeah, that age. It's not like it's a slow regression. Yeah. It's literally like, well, kind of like how Aaron Aaron Rodgers looked washed last year, even though he wasn't. It was like he's fine one moment. And then the next I know Um, he's fine (laughs) one moment and then he looks like trash the next. But, yeah. but they were kind of but, saying that they were kind of saying that last week, weren't they? Before this week's games about Breeze, there was a lot of yeah, comments on the radio yeah. and on people's shows that, yeah, that maybe Breeze might have get hit that wall. And I'm not saying Brady hit that wall this weekend. Just Brady could not. That defense was all over him. He couldn't do yeah. anything. He had no time to throw that freaking ball. It, it's just the fact that you have to, you always have to wonder with guys that age, you know, you're like, I mean, was this just a bad week or was like last week, the last time he's ever going to play like Tom oh. Brady and you just <laughs> never know with these guys, you know, it, and it's the same thing with big Ben. You're just kind of like, I mean, I hope this was a bad week, but I mean, it's possible that this is just how he is now. You know? I yeah, I think so. I mean, with that elbow injury and stuff, the surgery, and he's he hasn't looked the same in a long time, and he takes a lot of hits. Big Ben. And yeah. I honestly think that of the three of them, Breeze might be the one who plays the longest. He's not as big of a guy with, you know, I, and, and, and that might seem like a negative, but I don't know as far as from the quarterback position. You know, Breeze and Brady are fighting for those records, and yeah. neither one of those guys wants to go away anytime soon, especially Brady. Yeah, That but- dude – 
He's he's never gonna forget he was drafted in the sixth round. Yeah, Breeze, he's always gonna rub that in your nose. In your Breeze face. is washed. Breeze has yeah. got no fucking arm left. Like that dude, he's checked down. He's captain check down. That's why <laughs> Michael Thomas gets 370 targets and Alvin Kamara gets. Well, that's their offensive scheme too. Because he can't. Because he can't throw deep anymore. I I guarantee you right to. now I could out throw Drew. Brees. <laughs> need to throw deep most of the time. He can. You know, he's not gonna throw it. You know, like Big Ben, but. Um, it's it's really more of a more of a factor of their offense, Shane. I get what you're saying though. Breeze and Brady both are they're not going to last forever, and Breeze no. does look like an old guy most. Of the I, time. I, Brady's going to be around for at least next year. Yeah, and Ben, and assuming he doesn't get arrested and go to prison, which you know is a large <laughs> assumption. Um, well, he's dodged it so far. So. He has. I'm just saying, but it's oh, that's always out there. He's probably going to stick around through next year too. But he, yeah, he definitely looks like his arm is not seen. Um, I don't know. I don't know if any of you guys saw the game this weekend with Ben, but he got hit pretty hard and he was holding his knee and he stood. It looked like he was done. And he played like three more plays while he's holding his knee and he scores a touchdown. And then he goes to the locker room and then he comes back out and he's playing the rest of the game. That guy is like a faker his whole career. Oh, is that what it is? You think so? Okay. He's a great actor. Uh, he gets hit hard. Yeah, that looked like a bad injury. Maybe not. Maybe he just trained himself. I could just see him out there I saying, love, "I have a boo boo." I know. I love how he hates Big Ben. The funny thing, though, John, I want to ask you a question. You, what you said just now, you said that was 2014, and you said you called in the local radio station and told them we won't need our punter. So before doing all these podcasts and everything that we've been doing for all these years, were you a local, like a guy that was calling in local radio every week? <laughs> I, I wasn't that guy. That guy always annoyed the shit out of me, but... No, so part of it was so I, I I play in a band and uh my drummer at the time he's he's one of the biggest names in uh Denver talk radio. So like I called into his show. And, you know, it's, Oh, so you knew the guy. Um, yeah, yeah. Just just to talk with him. But um yeah, no, I I'm not I'm not Mr. you know, call in and, and just tell him everything about how like yeah, they, they need to focus more on fundamentals. And, like, right. Yeah, the same old stuff. I'm not, I'm not that establish the run game. There was, yeah. there was one time before doing podcasts, I called into Sirius and I used FF Blitz. And it was just the coolest thing ever when I heard them say FF Blitz on the radio. I just thought oh, that was nice. so cool. But uh, I, I just was wondering when you said that thing. So, um. like, I don't have a take. I just wanted to hear you say FF <laughs> Right, exactly. I won tickets once and I was like, oh my God, they said my name. <laughs> and that's why we've talked talked about it on our show where we like to throw out some people's names sometimes because it is kind of cool when you hear that. Mm-hmm. Um, so we did have a couple things on the news, but I don't really think any of that really matters. Well, it does. It all matters. <laughs> no, it doesn't. brought to you by fantasydata.com. Oh, okay. And if you use the promo code TRADESHQ, you'll get a discount. Yeah. That's why matters well you didn't tell me that part <laughs> the, the news says yeah, he added it back <laughs> exactly he didn't t- the news says joe mixon not playing and al sean jeffrey practicing so to me i didn't think that was that big of a deal for news oh yeah practicing at full that's pretty big news i'm just saying yeah, miles sanders oh. is practicing nick chubb is practicing al sean jeffrey who gives a shit listen if i knew the fantasy data thing you'd have to practice in full in two years 
<laughs> if I knew the fantasy data part, which you didn't tell me, then I would have done it. But look, we, we do have a topic on our show sheet that, that Shane wanted to bring up last week, but with our 150th episode and with Dingus on there, we didn't get around to it. So we thought we'd leave it on the show sheet for John. And uh, Shane, I know you... God, you got sloppy set <laughs> no thought into your appearance we recycled this one we were literally like let's oh just God. let's just say that for this. just give john. it to john, john. Uh, he's like he's like the he's a fantasy football garbage disposal just oh my God. Left over, just throw no it, it was it was that we thought it was a good topic we didn't want to waste it maybe no you're right it's sloppy oh, seconds okay. but um uh, it's so a good one. It's a good <laughs> so so Shane wanted to talk about it and he wanted us to discuss if the 2021 season had started over tonight who would be your 1.01 and at each one of these positions who would be your top one or similar oh man if the 2021 season started tomorrow then the same question okay but that's oh, not what man. it says on the page <laughs> and now he's he's literally changing the word right now to tomorrow whether oh, well, to- I didn't mean to write that. tomorrow and tonight are there's not much difference between tomorrow and tonight so <laughs> <laughs> so we'll start with you john especially with you doing the Superflex show and everything who is your yeah. 1.01 when it comes to quarterbacks Oh man, I want to say Aaron Rodgers, but no, I mean, it's still (laughs) got to be Pat Mahomes, whatever he's, he's he's pretty awesome. He's got, I mean, 27 touchdowns already, only two interceptions or two turnovers, one fumble, one interception, I believe. And I mean, just so solid three, three touchdowns a week. And you're just, I I don't know. You, You just never have to worry about the quarterback position with him. So I'm sorry. Wait, wait. Before you go on, somebody is clicking, and whoever's clicking, it's the whole. T- it's <laughs> Shane, Shane's eyes are rolling, <laughs> but you're clicking the entire time he's talking. So if you're going to yeah, do that, m- mute yourself. So Jeremy, who's your 1.01? <laughs> hey, I'll tell you what. You know what? Um, when John, you know John is. If people don't know this, John is a big time advocate, super fan of Aaron Rodgers, and that would not be a wrong answer if he went with that for like one-on-one for quarterbacks because of how well Aaron Rodgers has done this year. But I, you know what, Patrick Mahomes, I think is the right answer. I'm I'm assuming we're talking about dynasty. So it has to be Pat, Pat Mahomes. And then if you don't get Pat Mahomes, then it would be Russell Wilson. But you know, also no. (laughs) Yeah, no, Patrick Mahomes and, and, uh, you know, Deshaun Watson are my guys for the future. But if you said Pat Mahomes or Russell Wilson, I don't think you'd get that answer wrong. And, and I give kudos to John for one and Aaron Rodgers. Man, he's lit it up this year. So, Well, the funniest part is both of you guys gave your answers. And both times, <laughs> Shane said no. His mouth is like so tight and his eyes are about to bulge out of his I head. Know, he's so, ready to give us his answers. Here comes Carson Wentz. So I'm going to take the, the QB one on the season. Yes. Tyler Murray. Yeah. Okay. Tyler Murray. Um, he's having a top 10 um, historical scoring quarterback season for fantasy. Um, yeah, we've seen the, the the impact of having one alpha receiver there and DeAndre Hopkins and actually, you know, using Christian Kirk. Uh, so I'll, I'll take Kyler Murray. I mean, look, if John didn't already say Pat Mahomes, well, obviously I'm going to go Pat Mahomes. But- <laughs> Fun would it be if we all said Pat Mahomes? So, well, and that's the right answer. Yeah. But Captain Kirk, Christian Kirk, I don't care. Kyler Murray still isn't as good as Pat Mahomes. But I love the fact that you 
rationalized a great answer for the show. And you know what? You're making me think, uh, rethink my answer now. Yes, yeah, it's just for me, for Russ. Look, I, I love Russ. Russ is playing out of his mind. This is about the first time in his career, though, where he's been consistently produced. And I don't mean it to sound like this, where he's consistent every week producing. Yeah, yeah he's, had a bunch of, he's had a bunch of stretches where you go, is a QB 16, like <laughs> yeah, four weeks right. in a row. And it wasn't it's, his fault. And I'm not saying it'll regress back to that. So maybe right. it's just taken me some time to, to, to know and love this new. No, I think world. you're right. If you were drafting a football team and we were talking about real football, you couldn't say Russell Wilson's not close to the top of that list or Aaron Rodgers, but definitely Russell Wilson. Um, but we're talking fantasy football and points expectancy. Yeah. I think you're right up there with uh, Mahomes and uh, Kyler Murray. I think your your logic, your rationale is strong. The pre-show, the pre-shows of football this weekend was all talking about Russell Wilson and MVP season and everything like that. But here in South Florida, we had Tua get his first game, you know, but he was playing against Kyler Murray. And watching that game... We have the benefit right now of saying, who who do we think? Because we're in week nine and we already know what everybody's done for the last eight weeks. But watching that game, Shane might be correct. I mean, Kyler Murray was doing stuff stuff in that game that was really impressive. And there there was some plays and some... The, the guy even said it actually during the show. He said, Kyler Murray's doing what we expected Lamar Jackson to be doing this year, is one of the one of the commentators. Yeah. And... and sure. And, and and that's kind of the problem is is I mean we were saying all the same stuff last year with Lamar you right know? it's when these when these guys are doing it by running the football I have a hard time trusting it because yeah, that's, that, you're that's not, the consistency might not be there because you can't count on that every game yeah yeah and I mean I I know you know we always talk about the Konami code we always talk about the cheat code at which you know I. I I get so sick of it. Like it's such a, <laughs> such an overdone cliche. Um, and I, and I get it for fantasy football purposes. The problem is for dynasty, that stuff is not consistent, you know, that because that's not what they want. Arizona doesn't want. I think they do though. I think, I mean, I think this is their offense. This is what they want. I think just like Baltimore, mm-hmm. that's what they want. They want Lamar. They, they, they want him to throw the ball. better. They well, want yeah, because Kyler, have you seen Kyler run? He doesn't get hit. Yeah, you're not. You don't hit yeah. Kyler Murray. Yeah, ever. that's the key. Not getting hit yeah. is the key. And even Lamar, but, Lamar, when he runs, he's not getting squared up on. It's not like someone's squaring him up. He's just he's just not throwing as well this year, and yeah. well, we're running as well either. But you know what I mean, Kyler. And you know, look, it, it's because he's having a better season. Obviously, it seems like he's a better passer than Lamar Jackson. I think he um, is. Yeah, so it feels Which, more sustainable to me. Yeah, and I think so. And it, for that reason, I think. You know, Kyler Murray, I think, is going to be pretty safely a top five dynasty quarterback going forward. And I think that you can trust that because he's going to develop into that pocket passer, you know, seamlessly when they when they finally do try to rein him in and say, you know, we we can't have our franchise quarterback running around all the time. Yeah, you're not getting hit, but at some point you're going to get hit. And right, yeah, it's going to ruin that. our entire season. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, that's that's not something that, uh, you know, that's it, it's nice to have that skill set, but that's not something that you really want to rely on. Ultimately, like, you want these guys to develop into, you know, pocket passers who can extend the play 
rather than and you know who can scramble get out of the pocket and then throw downfield yeah. rather than and not get hit running. all the while yeah yeah, yeah like yeah. Russ, russ is the blueprint like yeah. russ is the look if i want to uh, i'm going to carve you up for 115 yards on the ground so <laughs> you you decide how you want me to destroy you um <laughs> yeah. and then the defense you know they they act accordingly and they're like all right well if he's just going to keep hitting us with 60 yard bombs let him do that. And, you know, right. you and, know, it, and if Pete Carroll falls asleep, he's going to throw even more passes. <laughs> and if yeah. you want to talk only fantasy, playing fantasy football, you're always nervous when you see the pl- the opponent you're playing against has Russell Wilson as their quarterback. Because you don't know mm-hmm. what how many points he's going to get. You know, John, we're talking about quarterbacks, before we move on to the running backs, there's a lot of people that say that we're seeing this new wave of young quarterbacks that are going to start taking over for all the older guys. Jeremy made all the comments about, you know, Breeze and Brady and Ben. And then we've sat here and talked about Kyler and, and um, <clears throat> Pat Mahomes and everything. So do you, do you feel like we have this big wave of younger quarterbacks that are going to push us forward? Kinda. I mean, this, this rookie class looks awesome, but man, like, you know, for every, you know, Justin Herbert that you get kind of unexpectedly, really, you also, we also, you know, we lost Gardner Minshew. He looked like he was going to be kind of a a long-term fantasy producer for us. You know, we've, we've, um, I mean, sorry, Shane, but you know Carson Wentz right now is kind of, <laughs> he, he's he's producing for fantasy purposes, but is he gonna hold that job, especially when they've got Jalen Hurts, you know, waiting? Uh, like there, we keep losing some of these guys. Baker Mayfield, man, what the hell happened there? And he's coming right. along, man. I'm just taking shots at all you guys, like <laughs> I, <laughs> I just no, I man. Just, I guess I already I didn't even want the Browns to draft Baker Mayfield, but I just I hoped he would be good. I, I really I prayed he would be good. Yeah. Now I, you, it, you look at there's a few guys like that, like Daniel Jones. You, Daniel coming Jones. off last year, you thought, okay, yeah. this guy's this guy's going to be a stud going forward. He's a trash can, you yeah. know. Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, Sam yeah, Darnold, Sam Darnold, Sam Darnold's dead. dead. I, and I like yeah. I said, I, I took a shot at Shane. I took a shot at Madman. So like now I'll just point it back at myself. Drew Locke. It, it is I don't know that he's going to be able to hold that job. So we had all these young quarterbacks that we were kind of relying on. And all of a sudden, it's just, uh, you know, it's just disappointing. I mean, yeah. honestly, like, I mean, how many I mean, honestly, it's disappointing. All those guys that yeah. we can't rely on. It's terrible. Well, wait, yeah. so you said those three and yourself. What about down here in Florida? We finally had a full game of Tua. What do you think about him? Uh, so, so, I mean, Tua was my favorite of this rookie class. So, uh, you know, I don't have a whole lot bad to say though. I guess the one thing that I would say against Tua is like, what's the archetype, you know, of the young, uh, or of the, of the smaller immobile quarterbacks. Now, I mean, he did get out and run a little bit this week. And I think that that's, that unlocked a lot of his upside, but I mean, historically, he hasn't been a super mobile guy. So, you know, there's 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 still room for concern. I think I, I'm not concerned. I'm just, I, you know, just kind of devil's advocate. I think that there's, you know, there there is that. Well, the answer to my question, you actually made it seem, sound like we don't have any good young players. You lose. Everyone but Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Justin Herbert's a stud. 
Joe Burrow. Let's do look. And we'll get to that too in the next segment uh, when we talk about rookie uh, quarterbacks. When we talk to John about that, that's the, ne- the next thing we talk about after we get quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end. I, I know, but we're, we're in the no, middle I, of talking just, about it now. So go ahead and it, let's okay, do it now. It's okay, but I mean, that, 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 that was coming up next on deck. If yeah, you want to. be organic. Yeah, and we're already, yeah, we're already a half organic. an hour. We're already a half an hour into this. So if we're talking about it, let's talk about it, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, so Joe Burrow, for example. Um, Burrow. 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 <laughs> Burrows. So are we looking at, let's say, career arc-wise, let's say Josh Allen, or are we looking at career arc Carson Wentz? Man, I, I mean, Carson Wentz seems like a better comp to me. I don't know. Like, you know, not not certainly not as mobile as Josh Allen. Um, the mobility's there, but you know he's not going to rely on it quite as much. He's also more accurate than Josh Allen, I think. So, well, yeah, yeah. I'm just I'm just talking more 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 career arc wise, where yeah. Josh Allen has improved every season, and now he's a legit top five dynasty quarterback, top six, seven, whatever in that range, right? Yeah. And Carson Wentz has seemingly regressed from 2017 i think it was um 2018 whenever he had his really good year but blew out his knee and it looked like he was going to be you know at that point you were like well this guy's going to be in the running for quarterback one yeah and now you're going he was my home i don't know if this guy's going to be a qb one like he might right. be you know he might sneak in 13 12 so more more that than uh player comps yeah and, and it's tough. I'm, I'm actually a Carson Wentz apologist. I know I brought him up as, as somebody who seems to be kind of falling off our map a little bit. But, I mean, from a talent standpoint, I think it's still there for him. He's still young. And, and I mean, what the hell is he supposed to do with a, when you've got, you know, your only healthy pass catchers are Greg Ward and, and Travis Fulgham, you know? Right. It, I don't know. And he's I, made Travis Fulgham a household name. Honestly, yeah. he really has. And he's better than Daniel Jones. He's better than Sam Darnold. He's better than a lot of these guys. And it's almost like to no fault of his own. Yeah. Um, these things have happened. He's definitely up there. But Joe Burrow as a comp, I don't think either of those guys. I mean, he's definitely more football smart, like mm-hmm. like X's and O's tactical than Josh Allen. Now, he doesn't have the arm quite, and he doesn't have the wheels. But he does have wheels. He's, you know, I mean – He's almost like, um, you know, people compared him to Tony Romo, and I get that because pre-snap reads, all the stuff like about like what the defense is going to do, and, and it helps him play football. You know, he's really a field general out there already as a rookie. Um, you know, he can't throw the ball like Herbert can. But, uh, you know, I think I think Burrow is like your ideal archetype as a player to draft, a young player to draft at quarterback because of all the things he does well and an up Cincinnati offense. Um, all young players that he's attached to Higgins and even the running back. I mean, what we're talking Mixon, I don't love him, but he's like 26. I mean, they have a really young team and, and, you know, he's got, he's in charge of that. And I think um, he's definitely better than Josh Allen, as far as being a, an NFL quarterback commanding the, the team, but maybe not as good as some of the guys we want as far as the arm, but he's accurate. And do you need more than the smarts and the accuracy to succeed in the NFL? Those are like the top two things I would want 
the uh, football intelligence and the accuracy, because then at least you've set yourself up to succeed. Can you make the, you know, all the throws? I mean, he can do that too. So I, I don't know. I mean, I think he's one of the best prospects still just based on everything, especially being on the Bengals with all those young players he's attached to. You know, when you talk about fantasy wise, Josh Allen is what number four quarterbacks fantasy points wise. So a lot of times when we talk about whether they are good football players, sometimes it doesn't equate to their fantasy numbers. You mentioned Joe Mixon too. The the next segment we were going to do, like you talk about segments, was for running backs. We did the quarterbacks. So with your with the running backs, this segment brought to you by which one? Absolutely no one. Okay, um, there so you go. If you want to sponsor the show. <laughs> And sponsor the show. <laughs> so let's start with you then, Shane. Who's your 1.01 running back wise? Oh, um, man, this is actually tough. Really? Yep. I know yeah. mine. I know. I mean, I know. <laughs> I, I tweet. I tweet okay. about I'm him every single week. Christian McCaffrey. It's not going to happen. So it's going to be Alvin Kamara. <laughs> and that's my BFF. I tweet about him every single week. I, I send out the picture of me yeah, and him sitting there together. Really <laughs> and that, that would be my 1.01 as well. And the only reason I'm knocking Christian McCaffrey off is because he can't stay healthy. Yeah. Because remember when we did that fucking Saquon when he was the running back <laughs> one, and everybody was like, "Oh well, he got hurt." So he can't be the running back one anymore. So guess what? Christian McCaffrey, you don't get to be the running back one anymore. And I just want to... If wanted, he's healthy, he probably is. No. I just want to go back to last week when you and I butted heads about that trade of oh, Christian geez. McCaffrey and the two running backs. I'm just saying, Jeremy, that whether Christian McCaffrey is better than both of those guys, the situation that I was talking about happened. Because now he's hurt again. He's not going to play this week. So yeah, yeah. The, so the whole point of it was to have two pieces instead of one. I wasn't saying that they were better than the piece, but it's yeah, better to have two pieces, two pieces than one. A, a lot of times are better than this one. year, but, especially. Look, yeah. you got to be able to ensure that you can actually take on two pieces. I mean, that's a lot. I know, uh, but I'm just saying. Good. <laughs> I mean, we were talking about two good pieces, right? Were we exactly? About, it was. It was uh, Chubb and Joe Nixon. Mixon. Chubb and Mixon. I yep. mean, those are two really like good Mixon, pieces. Mixon's not playing again anyway. And but Chubb, again, but but right. but the, I don't the, love him, but the whole Chubb. point. I'm just saying, the whole point was two for one, and and we just said because after one week of play, which granted CMC got 37 fucking points, which that was pretty amazing. Insane. Um, but yeah. then he gets hurt again, and now we don't know when he's going to play next. You know, and um, so the and the joke for me with the Kamara thing, I always send that picture out that I took with him this past year. But John. W- We've talked about us, but what is your 1.01? Well, so if, if, I mean, if all these guys are still injured, then it's Kamara. But, you know, if we're talking like an entire offseason to heal and everything, uh, Saquon Barkley to me is still the most talented all around. Um, I'll take him as my first running back. Hmm. Yeah, I don't Dead silence. <laughs> I don't agree with Saquon being the best running back. I, I agree that he's he's um, he is the most he is he is the most shocking specimen at running back. But he is not the best running back, and we we'll have to dedicate a whole show to that. He's very good outside the tackles. He's very good at catching the ball. But between the tackles, he is definitely not the best running back. And you know what? You know what? I love the Alvin Kamara, but I'm going to say Dalvin Cook. That's the guy. Oh, there you go. At running back. Dalvin Cook, especially in that Minnesota offense where they feed him like a hog. Yeah. Real quick, I don't, I don't know if Saquon Barkley's the, the best running back in football, but it, it's almost besides the point because um, – Never beside the point. 
Well, it is because it's fantasy. The value. You exactly. You get that value from him because everybody thinks he's the best running back. I won't I won't argue with that. My, my only concern is, you know, obviously he's coming off injury again. That New York Giants offensive line is still pretty bad. Um, Daniel Jones has apparently regressed. And for whatever reason, they didn't seem to understand that um, he had a, a, one of the best receiving backs in the history of football back there. Right. And, and refused to target him like he should. My my concerns are all about situation. Um, now, he could move on in another year, which obviously would change things, but we're not there yet. So for me, it's just that, – that's why I'm taking Kamara over him. Um, and yeah, honestly, and Christian McCaffrey. And uh, I hate – I don't hate Dalvin Cook, but I don't trust his him to stay healthy. I, I think I got to take Dalvin Cook over Saquon Barkley at this point. And, yeah, you definitely whoa. have to do what you just said. Dalvin <laughs> Cook over Saquon like, sure. I mean, that that is completely sound. Uh, the, the first thing is Daniel Jones forgets he can check down. Eli Manning was the bomb at checking down. He was always tossing the ball the short, bomb. always hitting the running back when he's open. Daniel Jones is like, I can get a touchdown. I can get a touchdown. Who Who would have thought? He would be worse than Eli Manning for that offense, but he kind of is. There, there's one other reason about Kamara, you know, and I make the joke about the, the picture and stuff, but he's also the number one running back with Latavius Murray getting a lot of carries and a lot of points and playing as well. So there's, it's not always. Oh, and on also the person that I wish would never play football again, that Taysom Hill. There's a lot of guys that take stuff away from Kamara, and he's still number one. Yeah, I mean, he's just mm-hmm. – look, and obviously his situation can change totally. Sure. Because he could have a new quarterback next year that can throw the ball deeper than six yards. And <laughs> if he does, then what do they do with Kamara? Now, he's good enough. You could split him out wide and let him run real f-ing routes. We don't know that that's what they'll do, though. We do know that because Drew Brees can't throw for shit that he's going to continue to check down to Alvin Kamara. And that, you know, obviously that, that can change because this is probably, and we'll keep saying it, but this is probably Breeze's last year since yeah. he does have an NBC gig after this and he's 43 and he can't throw. And he only but, has this year contract too. Yeah, as usual. And then probably he'll be on the books for something like $80 million next year on New Orleans cap based off their past history with him. The real answer here is stop taking running backs in the first round. <laughs> well, it is. You're right. All, all this true. is going to change by the end of the season. We're going to have totally different names. James Robinson's going to be in the conversation, and I want nothing to do with it at that point. <laughs> and Gio yeah, Bernard and Miles Gaskins and, yeah, and, and freaking and touchdowns uh, wait, wait. are fleeting. Touchdowns are fleeting. Kareem Hunt has more touchdowns than Alvin Kamara, um, you know, Kamara in the passing game. The yardage is there for Kamara, but the touchdowns are not. Yeah, I'm not fading running backs in the first <laughs> round. I might fade specific ones like Ezekiel Elliott, however you say his name. <laughs> Ezekiel Elliott. Um, there you go. So I who's, might fade, who's, who's I might fade Saquon. Who's next yeah. year's Zeke? Who's That's next year's Zeke? I mean... Who's, who's the guy that... Derek Henry took in the first round, and then it, that's yeah. the thing we were saying that about Derek Henry going into this. He's about to go off on another league-winning type of because it's November. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they've got a cake schedule, and they all their wide receivers are hurt. And yeah, I mean, he's he's, he's going to win leagues again, and then I mean we're still going to ignore him. But like, and that's that's kind of fine. I mean, I I'm doing it too. I don't care. But like, <laughs> who's you know? I love that. But Ezekiel Elliott, I mean, you know, he was 
okay last year and we still just kind of rubber stamped him as a first rounder and now this year it's like man what a waste of a pick that was yeah and so, where do you guys think he comes back do you guys think he's ever going to be more valuable or is he the lazy running back we've seen is it not a somewhat a factor of that offense and that coach and what's going on because he's getting some opportunities is it really just that he suddenly sucks because that's one of the best overall like well-rounded running backs inside outside catching the ball i mean he could do it all aren't they on quarterback number five now aren't they on like their fifth quarterback (laughs) lines bad you got gilbert garrett um i believe that's his name garrett gilbert Garrett Garrett gilbert yeah that's it (laughs) whatever his name's correct might might not be in the proper order (laughs) but i mean the line is bad really bad yeah quarterback play is really bad i mean he, he didn't look spectacular with Dak back there, but volume alone was going to carry him. Um, and targets alone were going to carry him to, to be a top five running back. Yeah, Before, we expected that for sure. Yeah. yeah. Before we move to the wide receivers, I just want Jeremy to comment on one thing. I heard today on the radio, they said that Nick Chubb, who hasn't played for weeks, is still the leading running back in the NFL with more 20-plus yard runs than any running back, and we're going into week nine. Did you know that with your team? Yeah, um, dude's a badass. No, yeah, absolutely. Um, PFF has that guy graded so high always. Like, I don't know, you don't always have to buy into their stats, but I just look at their their, uh, premium stats, which isn't like bias. It's more like just flat statistics with nothing built into it so you can see like the passing grades of quarterbacks the receiving reports and nick chubb yeah if you look at like per opportunity nick chubb may as well be one of the top running backs in the league i mean we already i mean i expected he was a running back one a top five guy that's how mike that's how you and i were drafting him in startups top five running back and and the statistics for what when he played flesh that out so i'm not surprised by anything good said about nick chubb and god i hope he comes back man um i have him on so many teams yeah. and so many teams that are freaking <laughs> losing <sighs> i just I thought that wait. was great that it's week nine and he still has more 20 plus yards than anybody else um so i was actually surprised that we all had different running backs here well almost right. but when you come to the wide receivers there's a and not bu- one of us went chalk. Not one of us went with Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. Well, but yeah, then when well, you- he's just coming back, you said starting tomorrow, and we know he's kind of still yeah, banged up. Pretty- he's got the shoulder, so that bias does. No, yeah. it's dynasty. Yeah. yeah I but you. I still, I still stand by what I. But no, but what, what I was going to say was going into the wide receivers. There is a a handful of these guys that a lot of people all have their own guy, and it's not. 100% clear. Now, I could be wrong, and you guys all say the same name, but uh, we started with Jer- with Shane. We started with John. Let's start with Jeremy this time. So with wide receivers, who's your 1.01 wide receiver-wise? He's muted. That's why there's no sound. Hmm. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, sorry. You know, I, when we were, last, last week when we were talking about this, I thought I knew what I was going to say. Like, I thought I had my answer, and it was going to be Devontae Adams because of what – um, you know, what he and uh, Aaron Rodgers are doing this year, you know, and he's got eight touchdowns now. And honestly, the efficiency for him has been huge. Um, so, you know, I don't know that you could name any one of like, you know, five guys off the top of this. Um, so you're supposed to I name think, one. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so, but, but the trouble is, um, and, and we're talking dynasty and we're talking age, um, you know, honestly, I'm just going to pull one out because this isn't one of my guys. Like normally I'd go with Tyreek Hill or I'd honestly go with Michael Thomas because I think he's coming back. Right. 
last week, and he's gonna he's gonna light it up again. I'd say Tyreek Hill or, or Michael Thomas, and then I I'd, I'd understand if people said Devonte Adams. <laughs> he's gonna say every um, single player. <laughs> I, no, no, no. I'm telling you why I'm not taking those guys. Um, I'm not taking those guys because of how well, um, and I know it's the Seattle offense too, but how well DK Metcalf has been doing for the Seattle uh, Seahawks. Um, with the touchdowns, with the like, anytime they need something big. So that's not probably even the right answer. I don't care. That's the guy that I'm taking right now as, uh, you know, my 101 at wide receiver because of his age, too. I, I, Jeremy, I will agree with you because that would be the one I would pick as well. I, you know, points wise, like we always talk about going backwards wow. and we know what's going on. Points wise, Stefan Diggs is number four and I love Stefan Diggs. But I agree with you with D- DK right now. And and even this week before the games, they were showing him in warmups and everything. And they were making all these comments about him looking like a transformer, like a beast, like he's a monster. But I mean, every single week, the way he goes out there, I don't know how anybody can stop that guy. And, and I agree with you. You know I already don't like Tariq Hill personally, but um, maybe he should be number one and Shane's looking weird and John's – I don't know what they're going to say. Well, and I but, love Stefan Diggs too. You know that. And I no, love Michael Thomas. She, and I still didn't say either one of those guys. Yeah, and, no, I, but I, I that's why I'm saying I was agreeing with you. I would go with DK as well. What are you saying, Shane? What's the matter? I was just curious. They don't give you points for what you look like in um, warm-ups, right? No, but I, but, I but, but look at his numbers. I'm saying he – but he looked he looked he looked like a guy. Guy. Even even Michael Irvin was saying he looked like a guy that nobody can stop, and he did. He yeah, looked like he a guy that nobody could stop. So he does. He, does. he definitely. Does. I mean, when you look like a defensive end and you're like Miles Garrett running down the field catching the ball, and like somebody's in. I mean, honestly, who's going to stop that? Guy? I don't. I'm just. I mean, it takes more than one it? person. Was it this week or was it the week before when that defensive back just ran into him and like flew back? Uh, it just yeah. like it was like a brick wall. It was like a brick wall. That guy let's, just let's, slammed right into him. Let's be fair. You should get you should get fantasy points for that. That <laughs> yeah. that's on freaking real. I agree. We need to change him more. Oh, it would be so he funny. He just kind of complained like something <laughs> like something just ran into. He's like, what? was that like that's all <laughs> wide receivers should get credit <laughs> like there was a gnat around him so yeah. wait instead of shane then john who do you think then let's go with you <laughs> I, I don't mind dk metcalf for me it's it's between two guys and and dk is one of them but i'm gonna stick with Devonte adams i couldn't go with aaron Rodgers as my 101 <laughs> even though i really wanted to so this is a backdoor way of getting there but the other thing is just the volume. My God, like he's right. he's you know he's in the neighborhood of fifteen to twenty targets per game, it, and I mean just nobody else is even close to that right at the moment. So, you know that's that's the whole that's the that's what's king in fantasy football is the targets. DK is is playing great, but I mean he's somewhere in, he he's getting you know single digit catches every single week like maybe you know barely dabbling with double digit targets it, it's yeah. it's less volume it's more splash plays and i don't like to trust that when dk metcalf is as old as Devonte adams that maybe <laughs> we won't be talking yeah. about <laughs> five years we're working with it's funny because yeah. shane pointed it out shane pointed it out a couple weeks ago if you go by average points i mean Devonte adams blows everybody away by average yeah 
yeah, so, yeah. Here's the thing. I, I look. You know, I love him young. Um, <laughs> I fell in love with nice. Juju yeah. at like the age of 19. DJ Moore at the age of 20. You know what I mean? Like I really like him young. Are um, they Are they any good anymore, or just when they're young? See, that's the thing. So. <laughs> They don't age very well, right? I mean, at least those two haven't. So exactly. I've like kind of gotten burned by jumping too soon, giving my heart too soon to these guys. You know what I mean? Where I'm just like, no, 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 no. He's the one. He is the one. Uh, Amari, Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper. Remember when he loved Amari Cooper? Uh, 1.01, yeah, Amari, Amari Cooper. Cooper. than DJ Moore. Yeah, yeah, that's changed. Yeah, you know, but, and it's funny because every time, as soon as they hit 25, I'm like, next. <laughs> um, um, trade him in for I've a year. i wide receiver past 26. Did you see time. his eyes? He was like, a next? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm going to take Devontae Adams. Look. Last year, I kept talking Good shit about guys. Michael Thomas because I kept saying Devonte Adams is better. He's just hurt this year. Yeah, and no one paid me any mind. <laughs> which, whatever, I'm used to. Guess what? I'm right, hose. Um, no, no, no. He's doing better. I don't know if you can say he's he, better. He outscores him and outproduces him. You don't him know wide receiver. Come on, you don't know wide receiver talent. Put Michael Thomas on that team. You're you're talking out of your butt on that. Oh one. my god, I I'm talking about fantasy football. I don't need to <laughs> extrapolate anything because I'm looking. You at just his fantasy did. Point. You said he's better. That's a that's that's crazy talk. Anyway, so here's the thing. <laughs> Do you know how many um. How many weeks Devontae Adams has uh, seven or fewer fantasy points this uh, this year? One. How many weeks? One. One. Yeah. You know how many weeks he has over 40 points? <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. Two. <laughs> and then another two over 30. Um, this is what he does. Uh, he's going to get the targets. He doesn't just get targets. Though. The, the, the thing you love about Devontae Adams is the dude scores touchdowns. And, yes, earlier I said, you know, you know they can be fluky. Not for Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams has always kind of just been a dude that scores touchdowns. So he's going to get you volume, and he's going to get you touchdowns. In fact, he made his name on the touchdowns before. Be, right. Be, it was just people, a big, he, he caught the big ball, the long ball, the touchdowns, and then he became a, a, a consistent wide receiver after. So, yeah, right. right. Like, and people will point out to you repeatedly that he's only had one season where he's had more than a thousand yards, disregarding the fact that he had a couple seasons where he's within three yards of that and he's missed games during that time. Um, but just for me, when he's on the field, I, I I expect at least 25 points from him whenever he plays and he's consistent. He's one of the few wide receivers that's consistent. You know, we, we all love the myth of consistency. It doesn't exist except for him and Michael Thomas is, is extremely consistent. Um, if so you, for me, I'm, I'm going to take Adams and I get that. Look, DK Metcalf is a sexy mother. Like that's, <laughs> trust me. Like if I'm thinking with my, my, my other parts, I'm going to take DK Metcalf because you know, he's a stud. But. That turned into like Shane, Shane's getting his wide receivers from the basement of a New York pizza shop. <laughs> but wait, before we move on to tight ends, though, do you know how many games DK Metcalf had under under double digits? Under double digits? Yeah. Uh, At least one. It's, it's, it is one. Just like Devontae it's Adams, one. it's one. And, and it was the same score. It was a 6.3. Um 
so I don't know. We we kind of throw this position away most of the time because it's very difficult to get the guy that's going to be the guy, and then there's injuries and blah blah blah. But if you had to go with what's happened in the first eight weeks of NFL, <laughs> Jeremy's shaking his head. I don't know that any of us really want to put our flag down on anybody, but let's go with John as our guest. Who would your tight end one point oh one be? Man, I, I it's I. I <laughs> <laughs> I hate to do this. It has to be Travis Kelsey. Like nobody else is doing anything right now. It's it's I mean, you're just as like if you don't have Kelsey, you're better off streaming, honestly. Yeah. You know, Mark Hen or uh, Mark Andrews has been you know, three straight weeks of single digits and um Johnu Smith was my guy and all of a sudden he's just nowhere to be found. Ugh. So I I don't know. Like Travis Kelsey is is still getting wide receiver one numbers every single week with Kittle out for, you know, an extended period of time. I mean, Kelsey is the only one in the league right now who's, you know, he's he's alone in a tier. Yeah. It's kind of like why I said it's a throwaway position for this discussion, but Shane, yep. what do you say? I'm I'm going to take George Kittle. I'm going to pretend that at some point he's going to make it through a full season um, unscathed, um, unsheathed, if you will. Um, unsheathed, yeah, you like man. that word. But no, I mean, it's hard. It's really hard. You're really being contrarian if you're not saying Travis Kelsey. And I guess you could talk yourself into it. Well, he's 31. Um, he's going to be 32 next year because that's how math works. Um <laughs> So, you know, Kittle's got what, five years on him age-wise. I that I would talk myself into Kittle. I, I know I would because, um, again, I do like – I, I want to skew a little younger when there's that much difference in age. And I think that the fantasy production is pretty close um, when Kittle actually plays. So I'm going to take Kittle and hope that at some point he's going to play like 14 games. <laughs> and if we're going to talk math, adding one year to a number is – Right there in your wheelhouse for math. So, <laughs> so Jeremy, I know you and I both loved Kittle going into this year, and we did those trades and we did those moves. What, what is yours? Yeah, I mean, age-wise, you know, Kittle would win that. Uh, Kittle also likes to get himself banged up uh, trying to play MMA before his career's <laughs> over when he f- transitions to that. And and I, you guys know I love him. Mike, you know I'm mm-hmm. a big George Kittle fan. But Travis Kelsey's on virtually a career year. And he really is never bad. I mean, you know, he's been out before, but he's never bad. He's tied to Patrick Mahomes. He's in that great offense. Listen, tight ends can play until they're like 54, I think, is the cutoff when the (laughs) NFL kicks them out. And so I'm going to say, you know, honestly, Travis Kelsey, cost comes into play, right? Travis Kelsey for a few years. Um, But, you know, that's the guy I think is the best tight end in the league on the best offense going to play. So it's close though. Kittle's right there behind it. And I don't think, I think there's a teardrop there. There's a lot of very good tight ends, Mark Andrews, so many guys that are really good. I love Zach Ertz, but he's done. None of those guys can compete with those top two, but I'm going with Kittle. Yeah. And, you know, obviously without injuries, that that would change something if Kittle was out there playing. You know, we nobody mentioned his name even when you were saying the Mark Andrews and the Ertz and stuff. But, you know, yeah. Darren, Darren Waller is right there at number two behind, you know, behind Kelsey. And, and even we talked about him last year where Darren Waller seems like he's like 
50 years old, you know, but he's not. He's he's a younger guy. But when you look at the at the points and everything, he's number 2, but he's number 2 by 56 points besides yeah. Kelsey. So, if you're going to go based on the fact that we already know what's happening in the NFL, there can't really be any answer other than Kelsey. I would love yeah. it to be Kittle, but you know, with the injuries and then he comes back and he gets injured again, you know. Um the the other offensive players obviously are kickers, well, which we don't talk about kickers. kickers. No. Um, <laughs> if no, we're going to we do kickers, it, it's just yeah. my boy Tucker. Tucker's the greatest kicker ever and my I love that guy. One kicker is um <laughs> Young Way Koo. Yeah. Yeah. No way, Tucker. Rodrigo Blankenship. <laughs> <laughs> the, who's the guy that wears uh, glasses? I've never seen a kicker. Rodrigo Blankenship. Is that him? It's yeah, so... That's the only reason I know him. <laughs> no, Justin Tucker's my favorite ever. But yeah, the, I always think it's cool seeing the guy with the glasses. So look, we, we discussed... <laughs> A lot of stuff here, John, but we never got to any of the trades. So if you'd like to stick around, we're going to do our Patreon show, which is now our HQ crew show. So if you don't mind sticking around with us for a little bit, we're going to do a couple trades over in the Patreon show. Let's do it. All right. So before we leave this, though, let everybody know where they can find you and what's going on with you. Yeah, Superflex Super Show, and we got some cool stuff working over there, including uh, adding some new co-hosts um, the <laughs> dynasty angry guy up there is one of them and uh I'm not mad, I ain't mad. <laughs> congratulations jeremy not mad not crazy just the just just <laughs> mad man dynasty uh, disappointed guy <laughs> <laughs> i'm dynasty disappointed <laughs> we'll miss you jeremy no he's not going anywhere he's just gonna do a second show that's all <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm saying. Well, John, I was going to do both shows. I, I mean, he did reach out to both of us and let us know, but I mean, <laughs> we were both like, no, no, no like, cool. Yeah, yeah exactly. We could pull the rug out on him now and be like, look, bitch. <laughs> yeah, they're like, no, that, that's awesome. Congratulations, yeah, that's cool. man. That's Dude, awesome. Really, years, Finally. Everything. If they fired me because I joined your podcast, I would cry. I would literally cry. <laughs> that is so funny that you say that, Shane, though, because that was my same answer to him, too. That's awesome. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's really cool. So and uh, so, t- keep your eyes out for that. Look at Jeremy shaking his head. Um, and where can I find you on Twitter, though? At Superflex Dude on Twitter. Awesome. And uh, Shane, we just made the crack and mentioned it. Our Patreon is now the HQ Crew. Tell everybody about that. Yeah, go become an H H English. <laughs> <laughs> Go become an HQ crew member. You know, look, I know people like sliding into the DMs, asking trade advice. That's cool. I'm, I'm going to give you a couple, you know, but, you know, support the show then if you're going to keep doing that. Guys, you know who you are, who keep jumping in the DMs. I see you. I remember names. I write you down. Um, <laughs> I won't remember. Yeah, but no, I mean, you get the the uncensored version of this show, which I hear is um, (laughs) apparently it is like, you know, sometimes when people are like, oh, did you see the director's cut? And you're like, it's director's cut. How different can it be? Could it be? Right. And people are like, no, 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 no. You got to see the director's cut because that shit makes it so much better. There's so much context that they left out. So that's what that uncensored episode is like. It's like the director's cut. It just enhances your experience. (laughs) Like doing shrooms, listening to the podcast. Uh, Oh, my God. And I can Um, attest to that because I'm the one that has to edit it and listen to it for hours on end. (laughs) 
podcast every week. You get a waiver wire article. You get the group me chat. You get some other shit that's going on. We're going to be having some live shows. We're going to have some patron shows built around rosters uh, for some of our patrons. Basically, we're just going to I'm going to please my patrons in any way I can to give them so that they'll give me money. Um, if it sounds like prostitution, whatever. Don't judge you me. You don't have to be lonely. Oh my god, Jeremy, tell everybody about our store. <laughs> yeah, you can always get some of our swag over at dthq.storeenvy.com. That's dthq.storeenvy.com. Mugs, stickers, t-shirts, hats, all kinds of stuff. Underwear, bras. I don't know. It's all out there. Please, just if you want something, go out there and check it out. That's awesome. I didn't know we had the bras. And uh, check us out on Twitter. <laughs> At Dynasty Trades HQ and uh, and oh, give us a rate and review on iTunes at Dynasty Trades HQ. And thanks for listening. And we're gonna go do the HQ Crew show. And John, thank you again for joining us. We love having you here. Thanks for having me back, boys. All right, say goodbye, everybody. See you next week, guys. Say goodbye, Shane. Can we take a picture? Can we take a picture? We'll take a picture after you say goodbye. (laughs) Bye. Bye. All right. Yeah. Now let's take the picture.